Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the president, please send them to pip at christiancentershreveport.com. We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today, but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Zach Arscadding coming to you from North Carolina. And today I want to be real short because of some comments that have recently come out yesterday from both the administration and other political leaders. Speaking of Nancy Pelosi, and I think it's it's a humbling situation we're in here in America where, like Daniel, is it's time for us to get on our hands and knees and repent and pray for the Lord's will in these situations. And I want to start in Scripture, continuing on with our theme of getting in line and getting in focus with what the Lord's heart is on issues that we're dealing with here today. So we want to start in Matthew 17 and go through the parable of the demoniac in 14 through 21. So we see here that in verse 14, Scripture says, says, When they came to the crowd, a man came up to Jesus, falling on his knees before him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and very ill. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. And Jesus answered and said, You unbelieving and perverted generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him here to me. Verse 18 goes on to say, And Jesus rebuked him, and the demon came out of him, and the boy was cured at once. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not drive it out? And he said to them, Because of the littleness of your faith. For truly I say to you, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible to you. And this is the key focus here. Verse 21. But this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And... Chuck points out here for this, he says, fast for, he advises, fast for a day and allow your faith to arise. Then address the one issue that seems to be too strong for you to overthrow. And the question is, what situation in our individual lives and in our families is causing us to not necessarily stumble, but to not have the faith that the Lord desires of us to have to be able to even when he's gone here like the disciples to be able to overthrow the demoniac and remove the demoniac from a child who is being tormented by it. And so we we take this perspective and this question of what are these things, you know, that are hard for us to overthrow, these iniquities that are in our lives. And we have to start in our individual lives. And the first story we see is this is one but it piggybacks off of what biden says later is the president came out yesterday and talked about how he plans to continue to release more oil from the strategic petroleum reserve 
so that he can try to lower the cost of gas in the days ahead. Now, why is that a disastrous move? Because the last time he did it, it didn't work. Gas prices are going back up, and when you buy gas back into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which it's at its lowest in history, you're going to have to pay a higher price. And the sad thing is, and I, I point this out to show just the... The thing that's hard to overcome for this administration, the hardness of heart on this issue, and even listening to the press secretary, she's talking about, well, gas is down and all this stuff, and it's just, it's not reality. And that's sad, and it leads into the main focus of what I want to talk about today, is seeing that hardness of heart there on that issue. We see it also arise yesterday with what President Biden said of how he will vow to codify Roe if the Democrats are able to take majority of the Senate. Which means he needs 60 Democratic senators in office to be able to do that. He obviously wants to push for uh, removing the filibuster. Uh, Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin are standing against him on that issue, thankfully, still. But the reality is is that this is what they're going after. Now, there is the caveat of what we talked about on Monday, where Bernie Sanders is saying, no, this is a horrible idea, and that we we shouldn't do this. And I propose the question of why aren't Republicans pushing back on this, asking questions? We'll get to that here in a second. But then we see that Nancy Pelosi comes out, and kind of on a stronger note and a more poignant talking points, when asked about what she deems as the top issues, we, we talked about the Harvard-Harris poll yesterday about that most Americans are looking at inflation, the economy, crime, the border, etc. Women's health and abortion is, is down there. And she's saying, no, this is one of the top issues because what I'm seeing when I go out and when I talk to people, this is what they're telling me. And this is one of those glass box theories. Of yeah, the people around you are saying this, but what are your base is saying that? But what is that middle thirty percent saying that? Obviously, what the enemy meant for evil, God can turn for good, and so we see this hardness of heart. And it's easy to sit here and point the finger and talk about politicians that have it, but but why? Are we not looking at ourselves? Why are we not looking inside the church and, and asking the question of where might we, as the church and the body of Christ, have a hardness of heart on some issues? Where have we gotten off focus from the Father's heart? I'm not saying I have the answer. I'm just saying is, as we're seeing here with these thrones of iniquity continuing to establish themselves in places across this country, so we have to ask ourselves the question of... What are these issues? What is causing us to not be able to overthrow them like the disciples? Where is it that we need to grow our faith? Through prayer and fasting. And so we just wanted to, and I'll put this in the show notes in the comments below. Is repent for Biden, President Biden and Nancy Pelosi's statements and really act activity? and stances towards codifying Roe, and then ultimately intercede for leaders who will stand up for life in the days ahead. And in really going along with our prayer point, 
as well of praying for the voters to vote based upon biblical moral values. The five foundations are key. And as these next couple weeks come up, the extreme wave of information that's going to be thrown at people is those are, if anybody's asking you, those are the five issues of what you look at when you, you consider a politician to vote for, is where do they stand in line with the Father's heart? The five foundations is a good starting point. It's not the end-all be-all, but if they're wrong on those issues, where else might they be off? And then last positive, positive note is there's an article, an opinion piece from Katie Pavlich, who is the editor for Town Hall, and she wrote a piece for The Hill, and she's talked about, and I've pointed this out, is if more politicians, Republican, Democrat, anybody would do this, this would be a winning issue, is stand up and go on the offensive on the issue of abortion. She claims, and this is her opinion, she doesn't give very many examples, which I would... I would like to see where she's getting this information from, but she says where she's seen it in certain instances and in polling that when Republicans and really any politician stands up and talks about not codifying abortion, talks about, okay, at 15 weeks, that's when it's no longer acceptable, which is in line with the rest of the world. And that most Democrats who are talking about this, and this is why Bernie Sanders has a huge problem with this, is because he knows this is a losing issue. Because most politicians, Democrats alike, who want abortion, do not care. They don't. The old mantra of rare, legal, and safe has flown out the window, and it is not coming back. They've shown their true colors that they they're okay with it up until the time of birth, and in some instances in California and Virginia. They were okay with it, even up until after birth, which is just gut-wrenching, to say the least. And she goes on to say, quote this, is that when asked by reporters about the issue, Republicans have been able to provide specific details about abortion policy and limits on the procedure. After issuing a pro-life declaration, most arrive that the political census of a ban of 15 weeks with exceptions of rape and incest or the health of the mother, and ultimately goes on to talk about how you have um, candidates such as Tim Ryan out of Ohio um, within the Senate, Stacey Abrams in Georgia, Raphael Warnack, Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs is running for governor, Pennsylvania Governor John Fetterman, who is running for the Senate, have taken hard stances for abortion up until the time of birth. And the question becomes is where is our hardness of heart as voters and believers. And I want to throw us all in there as the body of Christ, where we need both the right and the left, where we need the hands and the feet. We need both eyes and nose. You know, the old Sunday school saying, you do your part, let somebody else do their part, is we have to seek the Lord and repent for the hardness of heart of our leaders who are pushing for this advocacy and continuing on with the lie that President Biden said of when Supreme Court overturned the constitutional um, right to abortion, if it was constitutional, the Supreme Court wouldn't have been so easily able to overturn it. 
very interesting there. So we, we just want to be short and focus on that today as it's it's very alarming to see the president take this stance publicly. At the end of the day, I think Bernie Sanders is right. This is a losing issue for Democrats. And despite Pelosi's hardness of heart on this issue, I think the Lord is using this against them as this is motivating your middle-of-the-ground suburban voter who, when informed on this issue, realizes that this is a just gut-wrenching decision. And I go back to one of the debates with uh, then-candidate Trump and candidate Hillary Clinton when she made the statement about abortion and when Trump pushed her on the realities of where she stood as those who stand for life should, whether Republican or Democrat, because there are some Democrats who are pro-life. We have to be intellectually honest about that. That is a losing issue. Nobody wants to, when they understand the reality of this issue, they do not and will not stand with it. You have some of the far left out there who are okay with it. But those in the body of Christ still have a chance to stand up, to speak out, and vote in line with biblical moral values and the foundations found in Scripture. So with that, I'll close. Again, I want to be real short just to focus on that. It's it's a very um, important issue for the Father, as it is talked about in Scripture, to stand up for life and the voice of the innocent. And, and, and knowing that there's other things going on in the world, but if we can't get this one issue right, we can't stand for life. The other issues are insignificant and compared to this. And, and I'll end with this, is when there was the big prayer movements in Washington, D.C. for the right for life and the red tape and all that, you have Cindy Jacobs getting out there saying a vision she had, a dream. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a prophetic encounter where she saw that there would be a monument to the lives lost because of Roe v. Wade. So we still have a ways to go to get to that point to where the nation understands that, hey, we need a monument to commemorate and remember the unfortunate decision to allow abortion to occur in this nation. Just as it is um, important for us to realize the stances on slavery, it's even more important to stand up for the life of the voiceless at the same time and knowing that the founders had the wisdom to be able to put into the constitution the ability to eventually overturn slavery and get rid of it is in this nation we want to continue to pray and stand for the life of the innocent so let's hold fast to what the lord is doing in this season what may seem like it's going one way, the Lord has plans for another. So let's take hope in that and faith in that and, and ask ourselves, in these moments of information overload, is what is the Father's heart on these issues? So blessings, and I will see you guys later. Have a good one.